Welcome back to The Minute Who Shagged Me, where we go through the Austin Powers movies one minute at a time, continuing with The Spy Who Shagged Me. I'm Johnny, and I have my returning guest today, and he is... Pete the Retailer from uh, abcdevo.com. That's a different thing. <laughs> something something different. Yeah. Well, I feel like now that you said that, we have to address how the henchmen look like Devo extras. Yeah, there's. Uh, I was noticing a lot of good... Uh, good henchman outfits i think it's uh when did i was it when they're strapping them in so it might be tomorrow but these guys are in the background the whole time i love that there's just guys who are wearing like silver suits and fencing helmets (laughs) it's like this whole movie was made for you exactly yeah i um I i don't i feel like maybe i've told you this story before but i uh when the first one came out um my my roommate at the time was super psyched about it uh and i didn't get it like based on the trailers i thought it looked dumb have i told you this i feel like maybe but go on the listeners haven't heard this story um and the so uh, he was like oh man that uh, have you seen the trailers for that austin powers i'm like yeah that looks idiotic and he's like seriously it looks fantastic like it looks so funny and i was like (laughs) so then i I think I don't think I saw it with him, but we both, you know, I was like, right, I, I, when it came out, I went to go see it, and I was pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh, that's a lot funnier than I was expecting because I, I, I don't know what what it is about the trailer that made me think it was going to be just, uh, just awful. And then you know, it got back home. I was like, hey, I saw that Austin Powers, and he's like, oh man, that sucked. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so he was, I don't know what he got out of the trailer that he was expecting something completely different but whatever whatever the movie is that he that the trailer sold him that this wasn't that and he was so pissed off about it that uh he, he was he just hated it. he didn't he never did never saw any of the other ones because he was like i he was so burned by that first one where i was like what are you talking about that was way better than i thought it was gonna be i don't know in what world that that would normally happen that you were so duped by a trailer that you like loved the idea of it, but then hated the movie. I can't think of a time yeah. that that's happened to me. Well, I, you know, some people not to tie everything back to star Wars, but Uh-oh. some people feel that way about, you know, the Phantom Menace and stuff like that. But it's, it's a different, I mean, you've still got a star Wars movie. Like I can't imagine, you know, it's not, not a world of difference, uh, but uh, yeah, I can't imagine that being like, Oh, I thought this was going to be, you know, I, I, again, I can't imagine what he was, what secret messages he was picking <laughs> up in the trailer from from uh, International Man of Mystery that was, um, what, what he was being sold that that then didn't appear. Like I don't know, was he expecting to be? He was definitely expecting a comedy. I know that much. Well, I mean, that's that's great. Maybe it wasn't the brand of comedy that he wanted. Who knows? I mm-hmm. I. Even though it does get really gross at a lot of times, like I still really love these movies. I think that it's a level of humor that touches a lot more people because it's not quite as like a high like intellectual <laughs> humor. It's just very slapsticky. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it is, you know, it it, it I think it does a good job of not really pretending to be anything that it's not, which is, and, and 
unless you're my old roommate you know, <laughs> advertising itself as such. I mean, there's no way that you can be upset at what's about to happen for this minute, for minute 67. It begins with, you know, Scott. And then Minnie Me pulls out a piece of paper and a marker. And I don't know about you, but when I keep watching this minute, I don't even pay attention to what Dr. Evil's doing. <laughs> I just want really badly the whole time to know what's going through Minnie Me's head as he's doing this. Yeah. Yeah, it's a interesting. I don't know. I, I I know. I think I said yesterday that Minnie Me was more of a character than I remember. But it is uh, like, is he childlike in his head? You know, is he? Uh, I don't know. It would be interesting to get an inner dialogue. He's actually like way more intellectual than Doctor Evil is. Right. But he just can't express it. <laughs> it's just his drawing skills. You're not uh, not right up to par. Uh, no. It's fine. Mine are probably on that same level. So can't say much about that one. Mm. But I don't understand how Dr. Evil, he's explaining, there's this lecture going on to Scott, that he's been a freaking evil doctor for 30 freaking years. That's a mm -hmm. long time to do nothing. Well, it's not nothing. He's being an evil doctor. Success-wise. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I think if then if you don't, uh, I don't know, if he had too much success, then he would just become part of the system, right? He's uh, he's doing that. He's, uh, he's like a right at the right level where he can still, you know, he's got a comfortable living situation. He can kind of get, you know, he can do what he wants to do and not kind of, you know, he, he never really gets fully taken out, but he also never kind of, you know, fully succeeds in taking over the world. He's just got a good, like, he does what he does really well. If you were an evil uh, doctor for 30 freaking years, what would you do? Hmm. I do like the idea of a moon base. <laughs> it's pretty great. Okay. Yeah. Um... I don't know. I I think if I was, uh, you know, not to, not to flatter myself, but I don't feel evil. So I think my my whole mindset would be different uh, if I were, if I were an evil doctor. Well, plus that I'd be a doctor. That's that's a, a, a little <laughs> joke that I didn't even. Uh, this is the first time that I caught the joke, but uh, I mean, it's, it's later in the minute. Once once the reveal of what Minnie Me has been um, writing and drawing, once we see that close up. Uh, you know the the it's on the Doctor Evil stationery. It says <laughs> from the desk of Doctor Evil, and it, it's got a little caduceus. It's got a little you know medical symbol implying that he really is a doctor, um, which is a great little extra gag. I know that's like that's something that you definitely wouldn't notice unless you were paying super attention. And I love that little part too, because it's like, what are you doing writing prescriptions or? <laughs> Are you writing suggestions for your henchmen of like, no, no, just uh, take vitamin B12 every single day. It'll help your energy. It'll make you be better at work. So it's not necessarily Probably evil, answering. but. No, it's more, yeah. 
Well, from the desk. Yeah, it's just in his name, right? <laughs> it's like Dr. Doom. It's like, that's Von Doom. That's just his name. He doesn't necessarily have to be not necessarily out there doing evil things. Yeah, because for the most part, he does really nice things for the people around him, except for the people who fail him. Yeah, see, it's, uh, you know, he's the job creator. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how accurate that is, but <laughs> well, Vern, Mini Me keeps drawing, and Doctor Evil keeps lecturing. Scott's forgetting that we're in a volcano. We're surrounded by liquid hot magma. Yeah, I, I couldn't figure out which I thought was funnier, the way he says volcano. Or the way he says magma. And I know magma was more, that's the more quotable. I've heard more people say magma like that. But volcano <laughs> is a really great, it's understated. It, but if if that, if that is just generally what's going to kill Austin and Felicity, everyone mm. in that room would be dead by now. Mm. Well, but they have the floor situation, right? Well, yeah, the moving floor situation, but they have uh, like the whole flooring and this layer area. There's like a a space that we'll see in a minute that's just like flows of magma hmm. underneath. It's like they built the floor on top a little bit elevated and it's very hot in that room. Very yeah. dangerous in that room. Again, unless it's you know, it's climate controlled, and it's it's you know they're they're it's well designed. I hope so. I mean, I'd be sweating, especially in those silver suits. I feel like you would just sweat out your whole body. Mm, yeah, I, mean, I can't tell if it would be protecting you more from it or just keeping it in. We'll have to check out the ventilation systems. On those. <laughs> we'll have to do a full, full scan of the whole volcano. Right. Well, we finally and the suits. Oh, and the suits. Maybe that's what the diphosphorus is for. Oh, there you go. It's a cooling agent. There we go. Well, we do get the final reveal of your sweet stationery. Um. Very crude drawing of <laughs> Scott. My sweet stationery. Yeah, your sweet. Well, it's from the desk of. Uh, Pete the retailer but we have to have like mm. a little I don't know we have to have some Star Wars related symbol next to it <laughs> um, hopefully you won't use it for this particular memo uh, yes for, I, will, I won't write uh, Johnny on it and <laughs> with a little anger face does it say kill <laughs> it's his die Scott <laughs> die Scott there you go and he's a hang he's like a hanged man yeah. Yeah, I, I won't uh I won't get that that won't be my memo. <laughs> oh thank you. Um, because I think I would react to the same way Scott chooses to react if it was that yeah. that way. Uh he's uh I love his, his his response has its own little little theme there. He's got his action music. His like punk action music. Yeah. It's like uh, we're reliving the Jerry Springer minutes all over again. 
Um, yeah, with it's just little like uh, that little sting. It's not even a theme. It's just like that, like just to get him <laughs> cover the action. Yeah, because then we have to cut to uh, Fat Bastard, who is telling him to get the baby, because right. obviously, like he wants to eat him. Be the fastest way to do it. Sure. Would that? Um, do you think at some point that they planned on having a scene where he does eat him? You know, I don't know. I never thought about that. Maybe it's like a a far off, like didn't even make the DVD deleted scenes. Right. Like this. Like didn't. This doesn't. This doesn't. Like. Uh, what is the group? This isn't poll well, or this doesn't. The audience won't react well enough to this, so let's just not. We'll just cut it. Right. Nobody wants to really see him eat a baby. <laughs> and it's not really a baby. He just looks like a baby. Right. I just... I wonder how many babies he's eaten. Since he's so hyped about eating babies. <laughs> well, it could be that he's not... Uh, you know, it's it's like... He's thought about it. And he thinks it's... You know, it's this forbidden fruit kind of a thing where he's like, oh, man, if I had the chance to eat a baby, I'm sure that's delicious. <laughs> I. Well, there are like other types of baby animals that people like to eat, which is also equally sad and sometimes gross. Yeah, I I, I like to weigh stuff on a on a you know, cuteness to deliciousness scale before I eat it. And so it makes it, it makes it tough to eat some. There's some that score really high on both sides. So you got to really, you know, uh, address that. But uh, baby, I can't imagine babies being delicious enough to, to outweigh the cuteness. No, definitely not. No. The cuteness is in their, like, how they're developing and their reactions to things. And you know what? I agree maybe on that front with fat bastard that Vern many me's response with his little like come at me dance that was mm-hmm. that was cute that was cute yeah so maybe as a baby hmm what is baby like baby like yeah but you know what he would be disappointed because I doubt that Vern Troyer tastes as good as a baby does <laughs> That's he's probably a little bit uh tougher since he is actually yeah. just a smaller man. Yeah. And nothing against him, but I just think that that's you know this is uh, it's just not gonna it's not gonna be satisfying. <laughs> I can't believe we talked about the deliciousness of Mini Me. That's fine. <laughs> that's totally fine. Well, we get everybody calm back down, and. uh <laughs> I think this is also a really quotable part of the movie. He's telling the nearest henchman to take care of him. He's my special boy. Yeah. Yeah, that, uh, and, and again, that's another, you know, kind of dig at Scott, uh, in a sense. You know, their, their relationship. Uh, I forgot what the, uh, What's uh, because it's been a while? What what's Scott's origin story? He was 
was he created? Was he is he naturally conceived? What was his? So prior to this movie, he was a test tube baby, and Frau carried him. That's mm-hmm. kind of like debatable whether she carried him or they just full on created him. Right. Uh, this movie retconned it because Doctor Evil and Frau had sex. Mm. Uh, so I'd see because then Scott would not be like 18 years old he'd be like 38 ish right that's why at the close to the beginning of the movie Basil just tells the audience not to think too hard about this (laughs) but they did at least retcon the fact that like Frau got pregnant naturally this time okay so it's a flip of a coin it could be either right. or. <laughs> um, yeah, well, that then kind of, you know, that, that uh, taking that classic uh, struggle, that classic, it's, it's a different kind of a love triangle. It's a parental love triangle and turning it on its ear. Will you ever say to uh, baby the retailer that, your special boy <laughs> uh now i might, oh. <laughs> now, I might be, now i might do it as a reference because oh. I, I had forgotten about it but uh um yeah i don't uh i i you know everything changes uh, all all kinds of stuff that uh never used to affect me to never used to kind of uh you know infiltrate my cold robot heart now now totally um, you know, you, it's it's cliche, but you find yourself crying at commercials and stuff <laughs> like that when when you have a baby, and it's uh, it's bizarre. So I, I can I can see this. Uh, I can see that point of view. I I can't imagine like being a fly on a wall in your house and seeing you like weeping at a commercial about a boy and his dog, like just weeping. <laughs> uh, man, I I, I watched. Uh, what I watched Toy Story two not too long ago and man that that wrecked me. <laughs> and it was, that's not even the most you know emotional one of them. Yeah, the third it's, one gets you. Yeah, but uh, yeah, everything uh, everything's different <laughs> now. So I can I can totally see, ironically or non ironically, uh, perhaps both, seeing uh, referring to him as my special boy. Well, we are going to take care of him because he's got his own special little seat on the rocket to the moon. And he's got his own little special stand on the chariot Mm. that he gets to honk the horn as much as he wants. (laughs) I like that horn. It's, It's very comedic in its own right. Like, I wish I had a horn that sounded exactly like that. Yeah, it's a good uh, kind of uh, classic, if you will. <laughs> um, kind of comedy horn. It's like a bozo the clown. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna. I need to call it up here and look at it because it's. There was a time um, when I would get. Uh, I just pure kind of. I think it's pure exhaustion. Uh, I would. Uh, uh, I would get basically like a like a serious cold uh, once or twice a year, like every time the seasons changed drastically. Um, and 
eventually it got bad enough that it was uh, uh, I would lose my voice, and so there was one or two times where I'd be at, at work and I'd have to bring a bicycle horn like that just to like anytime I wanted anybody's attention. What? <laughs> honk the horn and then write stuff down for like a good day or two. I cannot imagine. Hmm. It was frustrating. Let me tell you. <laughs> Just like, hey, hey. Yeah. Take a whiteboard with so. you. Like, this is what I want to say. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I'm going to have to try that next time I get really sick that I can't speak. Uh, so I was going to say, don't try the losing your voice. <laughs> no, part. no. But I do get very sick with changing of seasons, too. So mm. in Florida is no better. It, we no, might no. have two seasons, but they're stupid with allergies so yeah it's I uh, has less and less to do with the movie but I lived down there briefly when I was like two or three but we had to move uh, because it was everybody kept getting sick me and all my friends kept getting sick you just moved from Florida because you're like I can't take it anymore well it was you know I I was from here and then moved down there I guess my parents had the idea that it would be I don't know, better, healthier, whatever. So when their parents, I think, were living down there. So tried it out, and then they, nope, <laughs> too much sick. So back to back to New York. I don't know if you can get sick on the moon, though. So maybe your your evil plan of a not so evil moon base is a great idea. There you go, friendly moon base. Friendly moon base. Will you still call it the Death Star? Mm. Well, no, because the Death Stars—that's no moon. So maybe I'll, I'll I'll call it No Moon. It'll be a reference to the Death Star. <laughs> and it'll be kind of meta because it's on the moon, but it's called No Moon. I like it. You can put it on the dark side of the moon. Oh, there you go. Make it extra. Mm-hmm. Well, before we do all that, we have to uh, get all of our technicians to the launch position. Yes. I thought that for a second. I thought that was uh, you were... You were leading that into something. I thought that was going to be some kind of, uh, I don't know, <laughs> metaphor for something. But I'm, 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 I'm down. I got it. Well, we got to get all of our minute by minute people to the launch position because you know that we're going to have a moon base someday. Exactly. That's eventually the uh, the dream location for the the annual movies by minutes. Uh, is the moon. Is the moon. I was also MXM Moon. Oh God, like twenty thirty five or something. <laughs> mm. Hopefully, that'll be that soon. I was also thinking about how you like to go off the grid a lot, and that there's nothing quite as extreme as the moon as a choice. Oh yeah, that's that's way off the grid. Although you need your own grid, I guess. Oh, maybe not. I don't know. I wonder what you could what you could. Uh, put together out of uh, existing resources but just build uh, build a moon uh, moon rock igloo and uh, just hope not to freeze in the vacuum of space there you go that's Perfect. great wear a sweater <laughs> and you're good well we're gonna get everybody to the launch positions and then we might get to see the rocket launch in this week. It's possible. It's, it's possible. We might also get to hear a lot of uh, penis jokes. Also possible. <laughs>
feel like this is all this movie is. It's just penis jokes. <laughs> but that's all I have for this minute. Yeah, me too. It's a pretty straightforward minute. Volcano. <laughs> so I gotta. That's, I'm gonna start. I don't have an opportunity to say volcano that much, but I'm gonna start trying to say it that way when I say it. <laughs> I the three times you say it a year, you have to say it. <laughs> mm-hmm. What's gonna happen is I'll be somewhere and I'll I'll have to say volcano <laughs> and I'll be like, hey, it's, oh, I forgot <laughs> to say it the funny way. You gotta put a little memo in your phone. Every yeah. time. Say volcano funny. It's your new shtick. Well, we'll come back for minute 68 and um, talk about launching a little bit. I also have a question about the moon landing tomorrow. So we'll have to come back and talk about that. But if you want to tell the people where to listen to ABC Devo. Sure. You can go to uh, abcdevo.com. Um, we're uh, kind of in the home stretch, I believe. Uh, we had a couple of false starts, uh, a couple of unplanned hiatuses. Uh, but we're, we're working our way through all of Devo's uh, recorded tracks. All the ones on the album are on the free feed, and then if you want to, you want to dig even deeper, go get some B sides and uh, some soundtrack uh, rarities and stuff like that. We have a Patreon for that too. Uh, but uh, you can find it all at ABC Devo. Awesome. Dive in and uh, get more Red Hat goodness. Yeah, I think it said red hot goodness. Red hot I goodness. Like, yeah, I, I guess like, so. But like magma, you know. Yeah. yeah, that comes from a volcano. <laughs> well, don't forget to do all of the things that you need to be doing for all of our podcasts. So rate, review, subscribe. Go to the Listener Societies if your favorite podcast has it. And ours is the Electric Psychedelic Pussycat Swingers Club if you want to join the Austin Powers one. But... Don't forget, stay groovy. Stay groovy.